Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, happy Monday. Um, I don't, I'm sorry if you guys are hearing some feedback from my end, but we are social distancing and doing our recording. Um, Renata, how are, you, how are you doing? How is the weekend? How is everything going during this lovely pandemic? Things are going well. Weekend is, is, is good. Um, nothing overly exciting. <laughs> Just, you know, doing the social distancing. You know, the traditional grocery shopping and things like that. But we, we do have a very, very special guest on our show today. So um, I will let our special guest introduce herself. Hello, hello. My name is Regina Matthews, uh, the proud owner of Relax and Restore Therapeutic Massage. And I am happy to join these ladies um, in conversation today. Yes. So let me... I'm Oh, go ahead, Athena. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying welcome. No, no, nothing, nothing. I'm welcome. So I need to brag on Regina, just at least just for a little bit. Um, Regina is like ridiculously amazing when it comes to giving massages. I've had the pleasure of getting a few. Um, because of Rona, I couldn't get one, but it's okay. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited to get another massage by you, Regina, because you do such an amazing job. Um, she knows her stuff. Um, yeah, I just, everybody needs to go to her because she's just great at what she does. And I'm not even saying it because she's my friend, but, like, she's really good at what she does. I think you've been massaged by her too before, right? Technically, in a, in, in a chair setting, but not a, I don't think I've had a full one yet. I think I want to. I haven't gotten to get the full like take my clothes off and let her put her knee in my back type of thing. I haven't done that yet. Okay, so you need to because she's, she's great. She's got magic fingers, y'all. And she's like, she's being modest because Regina does like a thousand things. She's just saying that she does one thing. So, Regina, can you tell everybody what all you do and what all your business includes? All right. So, um, with the current pandemic, of course, um, people in my industry, in the beauty spot industry, can't work. So, um, at the encouragement of Ms. Renata herself and Athena, um, these two awesome ladies, as well as just some family and friends and some old clients or customers of mine that have reached out to me, and they're like, I can't find this um, product. So um, originally in 2006, I started a product line for hair, skin, and body because of my own personal uh, needs. And concerns. Um, as time went on, I had children, and things start changing uh, with my skin and everything. So I kind of developed um, or improved upon those skincare lines. So that's kind of what I'm doing is just kind of relaunching those things um, that I can uh, utilize for myself, and then also for those customers that may have some of the same concerns. Um, I'm also doing virtual consultations for your hair and skin, um, just kind of placing you with some products that can work alongside of your beauty care routine, hair care routine, or addressing some current concerns that you currently have with those things. So that's one aspect. And then um, just providing um, a service through um, personal touch with therapeutic massage. So 
um, just in a unique experience, one of a kind that you can only receive from me because there's only one me. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, with uh, you doing the skincare and the massage, like, has that always been something that you've been interested in, or is that something that just kind of came about with the massage? Well, I've always kind of been a researcher, um, not just, uh, we're in a review-driven review um, society, so it's not just me looking at reviews, but I'm actually looking at both sides of the spectrum. I want the medical, I want the professional people in the industry, and I also want what the customer's saying. And for me personally, it's always been important if I am going to promote wellness and health, then I need to know what's going into the product. I need to know what the ingredients are doing, how they're affecting people long-term, short-term. Um, and so that's always been a passion of mine. And um, as you may already know, if I'm passionate about something, then I'm going to put 110% into that. So um, it started off with that. Like I said, I, I have very sensitive skin and some skin health care type of uh, concerns, um, a form of psoriasis, so I can't use a lot of things. And so when things began to react, I wanted to know why, and I dug deeper and deeper, and it just kind of developed from there. And so what are all of the products that you have that people could get? Um, everything from, like I said, skin care, um, from problematic skin, from acne to aging, um, anti-aging, um, hair care for all hair care types, specifically because of what I have, curly hair, um, baby care. Um, I have a couple of items for pets, um, dogs specifically, um, and a couple items that you can also use if you choose to do your own organic gardening. Oh, I didn't know you did stuff for organic gardening. Oh. And so dogs. All my yeah. And so dogs. Everything is like organic. I try to get it from the country of origin so that I know that it's uncut and untouched um, as, you know, as the least as possible. Um, and I do the background check on every all of my suppliers, um, so with the pandemic, it's a little difficult because that international getting stuff, you know, the shea butter from Ghana, from Africa, is a little challenging, but um, I'll try to work with that and we'll see where things go. That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, are you having trouble now that you're starting your business and, and because you said you get it from the source, like, how hard is that to get things from, you know, Asia, Asia especially, um, anywhere in that area? I mean, I know you said it's been kind of problematic, but has it been any light at the end of the tunnel for that? Like, have you had any um, anything that has been promising keeping your supply and demand, you know, keeping them both uh, in check? Um, so the basic, what I said is kind of problematic is because, of course, I want it right now. Um, ideally, that, that's what you should be able to do. Um, but right now, there's two things that are happening. So my suppliers are really good at what they do. They provide all the fact sheets, um, FDA-approved facilities, and all that good stuff. So the problem is because everybody is, you know, physically distancing right now, everybody's kind of thinking of the same thing. So now that demand has increased, so that's one part of the problem. But the, the main thing is the delay in shipment. So if it's coming from another country, it has to go through customs, and that could prolong the process another two or three weeks. So you could be a month out, depending on what the ingredient or the supply that you're looking for. 
Um, and then you also have to keep in mind that the larger big type of small businesses, like they are also looking for the same ingredients and products and trying to secure their business. So that makes it a little bit more tight for us smaller guys um, if you don't have the capital. But if you have the capital, you have the small business loan and things like that, then it's not much of an issue. But if you are trying to do smaller batches, which I like to do, um, it could pose a little bit of a problem or a delay. Well, I can definitely say I commend you for being so thorough um, because a lot of times people will advertise that they have organic, they have um, things that are natural, and, and, you know, and studies have shown that you can literally have 1% natural items in it and still can slap an organic or natural sticker on it. So I do appreciate you actually taking the time to research, to taking the time to get actual natural products and actually be for real, for real natural because I, it shocked me the last time I saw some. I saw a story and they were talking about how you can literally take something that's 99% something else and then that 1% or whatever the percentage is, I could be off with the 1%, but that small percentage of it is actually be natural. And then so many people are out here saying, oh, I'm a health nut. I'm doing this naturally. But then look at the ingredients on everything that they're eating and, and consuming and putting on their hair and putting in just in their body in general is not natural at all, like not even a little bit. So I do commend you for that. And I do um, just want to add to that, I think it was Kashi Serial on the back. They kind of exposed the industry on that in terms of the U.S. Um, and I'm just going to take a step back. I've been in the industry, beauty care industry, beauty and spa for about 14 years. Um, a part of that was kind of mentoring high-end day spas from Avon to Carmel. So I've done a little bit of everything, and I learned a lot from being in those environments in terms of um, in terms of them being like a Veda salon, and I would just pick their brains, the cosmetologist's brains and the owner's brains and stuff about their ingredients and products, where they're getting it from, and just kind of watching their whole system work. And a lot of the higher-end facilities won't even use American-made things. Their products don't even come from here. They come from other, like um, Hungary or wherever. So they, and that's because our standards are so lenient here in the U.S. And I think um, going back now to Kashi um, cereal on the back, it says, I think less than 1% of Americans or USA's farmers are farming or developing products in terms of food that are actually organic. So then I raise wow. the question, where is our stuff coming from then? And why does it cost so much? You see what I'm saying? So it's just, um, like I said, just kind of that truth in labeling, um, environmental working group, um, helped me to get to um, L.A. with my products before. Just being a member of that organization, that's what they're about. They're trying to kind of pinpoint some ingredients that have potentially um, carcinogenic or um, allergic reactions and things like that. And then there's a whole list of um, um, product ingredients that you can look up and also um, validate companies like myself on are they being truthful, are they being honest with their labeling and what they're putting into your body does get into your bloodstream and your system. Right. Wow. 
Yeah, cause, I mean, I, I try not to watch shows too much because I know it kind of, uh, <laughs> it scares me to, to know where a lot of stuff comes from. And it's kind of like sometimes I'm like, ignorance is bliss, but then the older I get, the more I'm like, you got to start taking this a little bit more seriously because, uh, <laughs> you know, figuring out where your food actually comes from and, and what actually are, you know, ingredients that they put in there. And just paying attention to something small like the fact that they say, uh, farm raised when it comes to salmon versus um, stream caught. You know, I never looked at the difference between that. And then when I actually looked at the difference, I was like, uh, that's why this is cheaper because <laughs> you know they raise it on the salmon farm and it's artificial. It's not like you actually going out and catching them as they flying upstream. You're actually, you know, recreating their environment to produce or mass produce more which you know anytime you are mass producing anything you lose something um each time you do that so and it's it, i mean like you said it's, it's it's a scary thing just to think about how much stuff we put in our bodies and you know back in the day our grandparents great-grandparents and great-greats and all them yes they may have had high blood pressure and things like that but a lot of in a lot of situations they were healthier than we were because they were getting the food straight from the source they were actually growing their own food they were actually um feeding their own cattle they were actually raising their own pigs and things like that even though the food wasn't necessarily healthy for them but the way that they were producing it and getting it actually was uh, a lot better than how we are doing it now so um in this pandemic have you found it hard to balance the mother life and the 20 businesses that you have or <laughs> or I guess it's not 20 businesses but the multiple businesses that you have have you found it hard to, to juggle that because I know a lot of people always talk about now they have to be a teacher where they weren't a teacher at home with their kids and now they have to be you know a full-time wife because their husbands are home now so have you found it hard to juggle everything especially restarting your business for me, it's just, um, and my husband helped me to understand because I was like, I want to, um, again, because I'm now offering, um, or not now offering, but I am taking Renata's advice and um, just making it known everything that I do in, in my massage therapy practice. And so um, I don't want to use other people's products when I can make my own. And so I was like, well, how on earth am I going to find time to do my exercising, do, you know, be a parent, be a wife, um, and then be, you know, kind of co-teach, you know, with my daughter's um, teacher, and, you know, how, what does that look like? So everything else, I had a routine before the pandemic and um, physical distancing and everything like that, um, but now I'm adding another element to that, so that means... I need sleep, that's important, that keeps you healthy, but how much am I really willing to sacrifice? So what it all comes down to being a planner um, and trying to make sense of the chaos that is kind of my life, um, it's just one more thing that I need to um, prioritize and um, plan for. I just need to put it in the schedule, put it in the routine. Um, I think that, like I said, I think that's going to bring its challenges. Um, I've been blessed with customers that do understand my life as a zoo, um, and I do try to meet the expectations and demands of all my consumers, but they just may not get it, you know, 
pull off the shelf today, like I'm going to the grocery store, I'm going to get your product, you know, it's not going to be that type of situation. I have to actually make it and ship it to you. Um, I'll do, and I'm only doing small batches. People have to realize that when people are small businesses, they can't produce 10,000 pieces that they have just sitting in their garage or whatever that they can pull off the shelf and get to you the next day. Amazon Prime is not realistic for us. So um, as long as people can be patient with me a little bit, um, I think I'll be okay. So for you, do you feel like it was challenging making that, that pivot from this is kind of how I mainly do my business and then with this virus kind of impacting everybody in some, in some way, did you, what was the challenge in making that pivot? And one more time, a little bit. So, oh, sorry. So my question was for you, what was the challenge in, um, if there were any, in making that pivot from going from just doing massage work to include back, back incorporating um, your skin care and all those things? Because I feel like all of us kind of had to make some changes when this virus kind of started and we kind of did social distancing and all those things. So for you, what was the, what would you say were the challenges in pivoting your business to make sure that it was sustainable? I think that um, even before the pandemic, I um, kind of restructured and already had some things in place for marketing these services that required products. Um, so it just, kind of became a halt once they, you know, closed uh, non-essential businesses. So I think what it did was it kind of fueled me even more to get it done instead of being more procrastinative um, because, you know, it. I think that if I didn't have this extra time, then it could have delayed the, the production a lot more. Um, so I think that it just kind of gave me more more time needed so that it, that transition wouldn't be as stressful. Okay. So for you, it was more of a, almost a blessing. Say it one more time. I said, so for you, it was kind of more of a blessing to have that extra time to be able to do what you needed to do to make that, that shift. Yes. Again, being that I had already set things up before the, the shutdown, but a lot of people that they don't, they don't have that cushion. They didn't set it up already. That wasn't already a part of their plan, and so it takes money to make money. So all of the stuff that I have to get, you know, I share with Athena that I'm going to try and start with the things that I already have, and then I'll branch back out um, to all of those lines um, that I had before. I'll work my way up to that point. But for some people, they have no idea what to do, no way to, to know what they're going to do for income. And so they're like, okay, well, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But if there's no money coming in, how am I going to fund that? It's mm -hmm. an issue for a lot of people. So, again, because of how everything was before the pandemic, I feel very blessed to have time to, to kind of acclimate to the situation. A little bit more, um, but I guess if you ask me in another three to four months, my story may change because we don't know how long this is going to last and what this is really going to look like. And then I also have the challenge of, okay, if they do open back up, are you going to open up as well? Are you going to wait a little bit to see what happens? 
And then what is that going to look like from that point on? So um, I know that I probably will have to have some kind of like um, consent form, COVID-19 consent form or something, definitely be still wearing masks and gloves. So what is this now going to look like? What is this new transition going to look like back into the workforce? Right. So for you, do you feel like kind of when do you think you'll open back up your the massage component? I'm thinking that I want to, honestly, for the safety of myself and others, um, just kind of they're talking about opening back up in May. I, I honestly think that might be a little bit too soon. Um, so I don't know that I would take on um, a, a normal load, um, workload. If I were to open back up, um, I would see those that I am familiar with mostly um, and then be very cautious of, Again, my workload, so I probably wouldn't do um, every day like I was before mm -hmm. because I would want enough time to properly sanitize, let those sanitizers work for 24 hours, and all of that good stuff. So things will be definitely um, a lot slower going into the transition. Um, again, because of the things I've set in place, I'm not necessarily starving. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, call for the calls, and we'll be right back to the discussion of, um, I guess, black businesses during the pandemic. So we'll be right back. It's going down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. Have you subscribed yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
welcome back. Um, today we're talking to uh, Miss Regina, the entrepreneur herself of Relax and Restore Massage. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask you, or did if you said it, I, I always forget. What is the name of your beauty product business? Favorite Care Organic. There we go. So anybody out there, um, because I know people listen to this podcast or this this. Um, they listen to us at uh, different times and different spaces. Please, before we get too much further, tell us how people can reach you because, um, I mean, essentially because the radio station actually is international, there are people in other countries who listen to this. So tell people how they can get um, in contact with you to get your products because I do not want to forget to do that. Okay. Um, you can call in area code 317 414-4854. You can also find Faber Care Organics on Facebook and send a private message. And you can also visit my ITSI um, website online, um, ITSI.com, and you'll also search for Faber Care Organics products or um, the word Faber E Care 09. I do believe. Okay. And we'll and we'll tag um, on our page and then also on the station's page and put on the advertisement as well um, for for our show. Um, because I feel like it's, it's definitely something that we need to do. A lot of people talk about building back black businesses up and supporting each other, but a lot of people still don't, which is unfortunate. And um, I know with us, a lot of people have here lately – um, started to embrace and started to um, and basically reach out to more black businesses, which I love. But I definitely want to make sure that as many times as I can, I help promote black businesses as much as humanly possible. Um, since, you know, since everything has gone down how it has, have you noticed that a lot of people have rallied more around your business or your businesses and, and supported you more because um, people are starting to support each other more, or do you feel like it's still about the same? I think that um, for me being a service provider, there's, I mean, I don't think that they um, are able to really support people in my immediate industry. Um I think that um, me personally, I just try to encourage that any business that is available that you do support, uh, because there's some of us that I would consider micro businesses. When you don't have any, you know, a lot of the loans and stuff that are out there are for people who have businesses who have employees and stuff. So if you're like myself, you don't have any employees, I consider that a micro business. So you don't really qualify for the, the assistance of those loans. Um, and then the other option that they are coming up with that was just approved is that you can, as a sole proprietor, um, you can fill out the application for um, unemployment and then be denied, and then maybe you'll get some grant money. Um, so that is an option, you know, for people. But overall, I think that people are probably, you know, I know that some people are probably um, just kind of turning to their own resources online, mostly Amazon, and, and doing, you know, trying to figure out how to do things on their own. 
you yeah. have views of to, to advertise in different ways, or are you still doing the same um, social media advertisement, or have you switched around to any other kind of advertisement? Because I know, like you're you're in previous months, you had some struggles going on with your. Um, building that you were in and had to move and and um, bouncing back from that, you know, you're like my shero bouncing back from that situation and then, you know, now introducing a new business, have you turned to social media yet to start advertisement or you just use like Etsy and um, I know you said you named off your social media pages, but do you all like actively post or do you do like like quick little tips on there or anything? Is there something um, is there something daily that you try to do that advertises your business on social media? I guess it was like a long question, but <laughs> you can kind of pick out a piece of that. Like, you know, do you have anything like that going on right now where you're actually like on social media saying, hey, here's a tip of the day and, and showing people different ways to take care of their skin or, or hair? during this time because I keep seeing all these little funny memes about people saying, you know, your hair is going to look like this because you lay around a lot and so it shows this person with the back of their hair broke off and I was like, dang, that's kind of mean, but um, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you do anything like that um, to advertise your business? So currently I am in, that is a part of my plan, so that's more uh, marketing so I, I did my advertising, like I said, before the pandemic. Um, all of that is on hold because advertising is your external that, um, you, you know, I paid a company for that service, um, but people can't, and it's meant to drive new people in physically. Um, so that has to stop, of course. Um, but in terms of my products and things like that, um, again, with researching, you can't just, you know, user, I can't use research from 2009, 2012 when I first started and launch the product, I have to get what's current today. What are people's issues today? What are um, the medical teams and, and things saying today? So I'm still doing kind of some of my research and making sure that I am the most knowledgeable with the most accurate information that I can find um, before I start doing that. Now, what I do is offer private consultations. Um, and then if couples, caregivers, they want a private massage instruction, then I also do that. So those are things that we can do with physical um, distancing right now. Um, so that is a way that I can generate revenue that way. Um, and then I can recommend what products I feel like you, you know, and it's a pretty extensive um, consultation that I give you. Um, as you may know, anything I do and I put 110% in, I'm giving you a lot of myself and a lot of my expertise and knowledge from my years of experience. So. Those are things that I'm doing right now, um, just kind of privately. Again, I'm kind of piloting that. And um, if anybody is interested, again, Facebook, they can search for me or Favorite Care Organics, private message me, and I can kind of walk you through the, the questionnaire of information I need before we can even do the consultation so that I can do research on what your immediate care needs are. I, I just want to let you know I'm very proud of you because I remember us having this discussion about you relaunching all this. So I just want you to know I'm so proud that you're able to do that. It's unfortunate that it kind of occurred the way that it did with, you know, corona and all that. But you were kind of ahead of the curve before that anyway. So I just I have to make sure I let you know that I'm very proud of you, ma'am. I definitely appreciate you. It doesn't mean that I am not human and that I haven't had my wave of emotions of, 
Oh, God. Okay. So we lost everything in a fire, found a place, can't really stay open. I literally just opened that February, and now in March I'm shut back down. So it's like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that the people that are for me, for Relaxing Store, for Favor of Care Organics, I'm not naive and selfish enough to say that everybody needs my products and my services are the best in the world, you know. But those that are for me, if they know any part of my story, they will support me and I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for you, how are you as a business owner, as a mother, as a wife, as all the different roles that you play, how are you taking care of yourself and still being productive during this time? Um, well, part of it is um, just kind of nagging my, um, actually, she's a client of mine, um, and she has her own business as um, a trainer, a personal trainer. So um, one thing I do, she did, um, she's older, so she's a little reluctant, but um, she is offering online um, coaching sessions um, through Facebook. So that's how she's using her social media. Well, she uses a lot more than I do. Um, and then, so exercising is one way. Um, at least when it's a good day, I try to at least go outside, get some fresh air, some vitamin D. Um, and if I have to, I will lock the door and physically distance myself from my family and say, hey, this is my time. Don't open that door. <laughs> Are they listening when you say that? Absolutely. As soon as my husband came in the house, he was like, I got it, you go. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that your husband is supporting that. Definitely, definitely. It's a team effort. What other tips and tools would you suggest for other business owners that, specifically in a similar industry as you, to kind of give them inspiration on how to continue during, to sustain their business during this time? I think right now, I think what I've learned is that um, my industry of professionals were very creative. Um, don't give up. Use that creative, that creativity, I'm sorry, um, to feel something great and awesome. And don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. Adapt and readjust your plan. Mm-hmm. And definitely have a plan. And that's important. I think... Um, just having money and throwing caution to the wind is not a good idea. Everybody should have a plan in business no matter what industry you're in. Um, and then with, with this pandemic, I think that having that plan B, C, and maybe D um, is almost imperative for your survival. Awesome. Okay, so I have a random question. What's the first thing when you're comfortable you're going to do when this is all over? Like, are you going to have a party or are you going to just run around in the street without a mask? I mean, like, what are you going to do? Because me, I plan on at, um, I'm still going to keep a mask in my back. because somebody cough around me, I'm being real cautious. But, um, but I'm, I'm trying to think, like, like for us, I know we're trying to plan our we're speaking it into existence that we're going to have a celebration for our 10 years of being in business this year. We're, even though it's July, thank you, thank you so much. Even though it's July 7th, um, we may not be ready to do it by July 7th. We might have to push it to August, but I know that's one thing we're planning on doing as soon as this breaks and we can actually have um, time 
to be out and be amongst each other, and you know your invitation will be promptly in the mail as soon as we get this solidified. But what is one of the one things you want to do once this is all over with or we feel comfortable in this being all over? Because I don't think it's going to ever be over. I mean, it's a virus. It'll probably come back again. But, you know, when we're kind of in the clear, what is one of the one things that you look forward to doing? I would say I've had a couple of invitations, including your own. I like to eat. So I want to eat. <laughs> Girl. Right? So that's my personal thing. I, I want to eat and then um, pay attention. We were talking about supporting black businesses, and I did, I think, put a post um, a couple weeks ago. When this is all over, I'm going to actually do that. I have so many colleagues in this industry. I'm going to go visit them. And we can have our conversation, exchange services, do whatever, you know, they, you know, feel comfortable with. But that's, that's personally what I'm going to do. And then as a family, I'm out. Like, we're out of here. I got to go. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Yeah. I know nobody wants to be at home after this is over with. I'm pretty sure. Because I know everybody's plotting. They're like, oh, I'm not going to ever be at home once this is over. I don't even want to see my house. I'm like, shoot, I want to see my house, but I just want, you know, the freedom to be able to say, okay, I don't have to stay home today if I don't want to. Right. Right. Now, we don't get me wrong. My family and I, we're pretty introverted people. Staying at home, we're good. We're not, like, completely losing it unless the kids have a really bad, crazy day, and then we're like, okay, everybody's to bed right now. But for the most part, we're cool. Like, we have everything we need right here. You give me food. I have some entertainment on the television. We're good. I have a book. But it's just that that fresh air and it's nice weather. You don't want to be in the house. You need to be able to go somewhere and just scream if you want to. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's why I think... Just, you know, my grandson being in the house, he does not understand being in the house as long. And he's looking like, we usually are gone. So my daughter's been doing really well and trying to take him out in the front yard. And she's got him some things like bubbles and this little slide she didn't thought to do from the porch. And they usually stay outside for maybe 15, 20 minutes, come in the house, stay for a little bit, and then go back out just to get some air and so he can run around in his little circle and then uh, come back in and, Renata tries to guilt trip me into walking around the track at the neighborhood schools so I can lose uh, some weight. Um, yeah, I did call her out, but, you know, it's okay. She, she's used to me by now. But um. That was one time that she actually did it. Let me set it out there. I've been acting for weeks for but guess who had a, I had my mask in my pocket, and I had my gloves in my pocket and hand sanitizer. I was prepared, because I'm like, you ain't going to have me out here catching nobody's Rona, uh, trying to walk and you lose a couple inches that don't get put back on when I get home, so. <laughs> but anyway, so, Regina, what are you binge-watching? I'm sorry, say it one more time, man. What are you binge-watching since you were watching TV? Um, we're watching just re random, ridiculous stuff. So we, we're kind of nerds. Like I said, we're introverted nerds. So we like everything from, like, Jeopardy game shows to HGTV renovation shows to um, The Last OG. 
I mean, just random, just things that make us laugh, things that make us think. We're just kind of an interesting combination of things. But, um, yeah, we we do a little bit of everything. Yeah, we just don't like, we, we don't like too many reality shows with drama. We, mm -hmm. we don't really like those. We're not dram dramatic people like that, but. There were some shows that people were like, oh, you didn't watch? I was like, no, I must be under a rock. Not up on the latest, latest shows. I, I, I don't think that that makes you a nerd. I love HGTV. I think most people do, so don't feel bad. <laughs> and I haven't watched the last OG, but I've heard good about it, good things about it. Yeah, Tracy Morgan is like ridiculously silly. Okay, so I have to or we watch old reruns, or I mean, just different different shows that are random. Okay. And then he likes martial arts shows, so it's just a bunch of randomness. But mostly during the daytime, we're watching things that are animated for children. Understandable. <laughs> Could probably tell you more what's going on with our kids shows than our own. <laughs> so what what kids show are you are you starting to enjoy because you have to watch it so much? Uh, I don't know if I would say enjoy but tolerate. I could tolerate okay. some of them. <laughs> so you have okay, which one are you tolerating? Yeah, so my daughter's all about pink delicious and pink stuff and then she loves Xavier Riddle, which is a history she's a big history fan. Um, she's getting into black history, so she's kind of old. She's eight, but that's like she's like 30. Um, and then we do Daniel Tiger and PBS, you know, so it's just everything in between. Okay. All right. So you're, you're tolerating the kids show. It's like, okay. It's okay. <laughs> they might have a little catchy tune that we grew to a little bit, but for the most part, we just let them have it. I understand. You got to do what you got to do. Keep, it, keep the peace and keep everybody happy. Definitely. That's how you keep your sanity is when the kids are quiet. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize how much that was true until my child had a child because I had forgotten. And the fact that this little ball of energy is not what I'm used to is definitely teaching me that um, whatever keeps them quiet is what we're going to turn on. And... I'm thankful he likes things like uh, PBS and um, Mickey Mouse, which usually teaches him something. Um, and, you know, he likes his uh, learning stuff and his flashcards and stuff like that. I'm very thankful he likes those things. And he also likes his gospel music, um, which he loves to scream like the ladies do on the gospel songs. But... <laughs> Lord Jesus, I, I, I'm trying to get used to it. I'm trying not to stop his, his praise, but sometimes I'm like, baby, your praise is burning and busting my eardrums right now. I, I don't know if I can tolerate your form of praise right now, but uh, whew, but I, I let him have it. I let him have it. I let him have it. Um, it's hard to believe that the show is almost over, ladies. I mean, I know we got what, another 10 minutes, but... Um, yeah, we got like another 10 minutes for the show in, so that's, um, that goes so quick. It really goes so quick. 
Um, I don't know. Well, I have a question for you, ladies. Uh-oh. Hot seat. <laughs> How has your business been impacted by COVID-19? <laughs> I don't know. I think Renata should answer that because she works. She's a workaholic. <laughs> You know, for me, I haven't seen a change at all um, since it started because <laughs> we've always done online therapy, but um, now it's picked up a lot. Um, and somebody thinks she's Superwoman and she could see 30 people during a month's time and take on 30 people's drama. So she's going to need a massage as soon as this <laughs> is lifted. She's going, I'm telling you now, reserve her. Whatever your first open date is, put Renata down for an hour and a half to two hours. I'm just giving you that warning now. We're going to start saying, I will save up some money so I can contribute to it. Um, you know, I, I got about right. Oh, girl, because, I mean, I keep I keep telling her all the time, I said, Renata, you know, you can't take on everybody. You can't, I mean, I know she wants to save everybody, but sometimes you got to have a mental time for yourself. But she's been doing pretty good. I've been getting on my business partner, but when, when she told me how many people she got, I reluctantly uh, refused to give her new clients, but that's just me, but... <laughs> Um, so I love how she said, I'm going to let her answer this question, and she said all of <laughs> I sure did, because I want to get, get my part out there before you start lying on me. So I wasn't getting ready to lie on you. So um, Regina and I, we have a relationship, and she knows. We already talked about me getting them. The <laughs> I told you I had one scheduled, but because of the social distancing, we had this canceled. So we, she, Regina, she don't know about our relationship. <laughs> Uh, but I'm putting it out there now that she needs to be the first one. The very, 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 very first one. And even if you're doing a trial run, if you're doing a uh, if you're doing a mock opening, she needs to be your mock opener. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna be the test the test the tester to see how things go. Because that child right there, Miss Workaholic Central is, uh, yeah, she needs to get on in there. Now, Renata, is that because you want to save the world, or is it because of just business strategy that you know that there may be a time where there's a drought and you want to make sure that you're okay? So it's a combination of, of several things. So to, to answer the initial uh, question, Athena and I do different parts of the business, so it, it it does impact me a little bit more than it does impact her as far as kind of um, our, what we do in the business. Um, so there has been a slight increase um, in clients. The other thing is we're also trying to, what we decided to do was to just make our, kind of take a step and look and see what do we need to do to make our business more efficient because there are definitely some areas that we were definitely lacking in and struggling in and so we've We've kind of chosen to take this time to kind of set that goal that since we'll be 10 in July, what do we need to fix so that we're more efficient so that when this is all said and done, we have certain processes in place that, you know, help us run our business better so that we can be at the level that we need to be at. Um, which me and you kind of talked a little bit about that anyway. 
Um, so the second, the second part of your question is, yes, I've always had a high caseload, so that's not completely out of the norm for me. Um, obviously, with with all that's going on, there are more people that are anxious, kind of, you know, unsure, depression, things like that. And plus, a lot of I think a lot of people are just taking the time to um, improve themselves in some capacity, and I think, which is awesome. So I think. I'm very excited that people are kind of stepping up and saying, let me let me work on my, my mental health. And even as a therapist, I told my therapist, um, we need to start meeting twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> I need to work through some stuff. I got a little extra time on my hands, not a lot, but a little bit. So let me work through my stuff more. So I think um, I think that is kind of part of the increase in that because both of us work in, you know, social service, social industry, service industries, but I think some industries it has been a positive and some a negative. I mean, obviously, industries like Zoom, I wish we owned Zoom. I wish the three of us owned <laughs> But, like, businesses like that, I think, are doing, you know, there's definitely been an increase um, because when things on earth happen and people get anxious, therapy tends to increase. Because normally this would be the time of year that we would start to see a decline because typically in the summer people start to feel a lot better when it's starting to warm up. We're getting more sunlight. So that typically, this would typically be the time of year where we would start to decline in services. But um, there has been an increase. So um, I do have this slight superwoman complex that I am working through. I know it. I can acknowledge it. But some of it is just making sure that we can service the people that we that we say that we're trying to service to the best of our ability. But it wasn't as far as like a major shift in like how will we move our business. It wasn't that major just because we had already been doing online therapy, so it was just a matter of telling all our clients moving forward we will do online therapy until we're comfortable opening um, our doors back because we want to we want to keep everybody safe. So yes, it is just you know two people in the room, but like you said, we don't know who everybody's been exposed to and all those things. So we just we want to make sure everybody's safe. We don't want to be passing things around if we don't have to. Absolutely. So I will just kind of um, do my best. Um, we'll just share what I took away from, from the most recent um, sermon from my pastor. He said the most tragic thing that can happen as a result of the pandemic is if we after this is over, remain the same and unchanged. Mm -hmm. Do you feel I, that this is kind of um, a little bit to a certain extent, I guess it depends on your situation. Um, for some it may be very tragic and some it may be a blessing in disguise because like you said, some people that may be um, more inclined now um, because they have a little bit more time on their hands to you know, start working on some issues and working through some things, Maybe when life is so busy like a tornado, they don't make that time or they don't put it as a priority. Um, so maybe this is to them maybe a blessing in disguise. And to others, they may be like, nope, I can't handle this. This is the worst thing I've ever been to, you know. But for me, mm -hmm. that's, that's my takeaway from the sermon, that if I remain unchanged after all this said and done, that is a real tragedy. Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought that up because I think, Lately, I've been asking people, what's been the blessing in this? Because I think it's easy to sit here and say, this is all the stuff that's gone wrong because of this virus. 
But just kind of taking a moment just to see what is the blessing that's occurred. Like, what are even if out of all this you can say that I just got to get some rest. I think that's that's awesome because a lot of us, a lot of us busybodies, we don't even do that. And just I got to read books. Like I got to. I'm, I can't tell you how many people I've heard are starting to work out more. They're reading more. They're spending time with people that they haven't connected with in ages. So even if it's just those little things, I think. Like you said, we have you need to be different in some way. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, you did something to get you a Nobel Peace Prize. But even if it's just I started talking and checking on people more. Something simple as that. Something before motherhood that I didn't really acknowledge or um, appreciate was sleep. So after I had my children I didn't get it very often, I was like, Oh Lord, I I just I like <laughs> We need that, not just because, mm-hmm. you know, but before it was, oh, you know, sleeping, you know, you know, you hear people say, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know, that. no, your body needs that recovery time. Mm-hmm. Uninterrupted, you know, unadulterated, uninterrupted sleep. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, and I would say that too, um, Definitely think that a lot of people have learned um, how to love life more, how to appreciate things more, because so many people have lost loved ones just during this time period that they took for granted the simplest thing is going to say goodbye to that loved one. Um, And people are starting to realize that I think this has made people realize more than ever that each moment is precious is because most people are walking around here and, and they didn't think about this virus being as deadly and then all of a sudden they had a loved one taken or they them themselves have been affected by this personally either by dealing with the virus or having to take care of someone dealing with the virus and so people have now started to appreciate life I think a little bit more and I think people have started to um, embrace that it's it's a gift. The life is truly a gift, and and we don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know where our final call will be. But we have to be mindful, prepared, and uh, enjoy each second until we get there. And I and I heard we had a small Bible study with the women's group on it too, and they were talking about how, um, you know, the forty days, you know, with Lent, um, and how you get into a habit, and how we've been in quarantine some places for forty days, um, twenty twenty put together equals 40 and um and four uh, I, I forget what the meaning of 40 is but essentially people who get into a habit of after 40 days usually they say 21 days but definitely after 40 days you kind of get into a routine and so once you get into that routine of change and you start to implement those changes that should set forth the time um or, or the tide of how your life will go from that point forward but um I definitely see a lot of people changing, and I definitely appreciate a lot of people's growth that I've experienced, even just in my small circle because of this pandemic. So it, it definitely has had some some positive attributes, and it's made people love each other more. It's made people uh, come together more. Some people still out here wilding out, but, you know, we can't account for everybody. But definitely the earth has been uh, reset in a way because not everybody's out driving. The pollution's down. So, you know, 
those on layers getting a break, um, and all those things are going on. So this is definitely a reset, and if people aren't adhering to this reset, I hate to see what will happen if we come back and be the same because God has literally set us down, set us all down together, and if we all collectively are not going to get the message, then we all collectively may suffer the consequences. So um, on that note, I hate that our show has to end, but it has come to an end. We have um, <laughs> we've been talking for uh, just about an hour, so um, but I appreciate you ladies, and I appreciate the gift of you guys being in my life, and I pray that you guys stay healthy during this time, and once this is all over, we shall eat, we shall get massages, we shall uh, drink wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Regina, before we go, can you give everyone your contact information again, names of your business, how they can reach you, and all that great stuff, so they can get these consultations and all that. All right. Well, thank you both. It has been a privilege and an honor. Um, you're both a blessing to my life, um, and I do wish you safety and um, more blessings to come throughout this year. And congratulations again for your anniversary, your number 10. Um, again, my name is Regina Matthews, Relax and Restore Therapeutic Massage, LLC. Um, my website is www.relaxandrestore.net. I can be found on Facebook, relax.restore. Um, and then also my product line, Saber Care Organics, can also be found online. And the telephone number is 317 Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, lovely ladies. Y'all know y'all amazing. I try to tell both of y'all what time I feel about y'all, so y'all should know. <laughs> so, you guys have an amazing rest of the week. And we'll see you back next week. Thanks. Thank All right, you. guys. Have a good one.